If you have resentment towards someone, it's like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. And I walk to my fridge and I'm opening the door and I've heard it so many times, right? I've heard Les Brown so many times. But then it just hit me looking inside my fridge and I went, oh my God, I never forgave the person involved with that sexual assault. Holy shit, I haven't forgiven myself. And I started bawling my eyes out. And I started crying and within over the next four, five, six weeks, I've spoken in a couple of Facebook groups about the experience of what it takes for a male to actually uh, be vulnerable and come to the light with, with in regards to a sexual assault because it, from a male perspective, it, it, it's extraordinarily tough because there's so much ego involved, right? The Fearless and Successful Podcast is hosted by your Hype Girl D and it's designed for change makers just like you. As an activator of human potential and freedom architect, I have one mission with this podcast to show you that you can be, do, and have anything you desire. I love all things money, mindset, and manifestation. I am so excited to share my personal hacks to help you activate your infinite potential. And I also will be sharing fearless stories from leaders around the world who design life and business on their own terms. Remember, if we can do it, so can you. Fearless soul, if you're ready to dream big and make impact, let's get this party started. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, you fearless people. Oh, I am excited to have um, this person, this beautiful human on the show today because we have been in each other's space for, for quite a few years now. And it's been like, okay, when is the right timing? <clears throat> and I have to say that today is divine timing for us to record this. And I want to introduce you to Kane Sarata Novak who's coming all the way from Australia. So thank you so much for being here. Diana, thank you so much for having me. It's a real pleasure and a delight to actually interact with our souls together. It's, you're such a beautiful light and I have adored watching you grow for so many years. And, you know, we've connected here and there and, and, and things, but we haven't actually had a really deep conversation at all. So this is, this is the two of us getting together and popping our cherry into a depth of soul conversation. That's what we love here. That's what we love. Depth of the soul connection and conversation. So this is going to be it, you guys. If you, I know you're ready for this. You know, I know that you know that we are always getting very vulnerable, very raw. And yeah, I know a new cane, um, throughout uh, Facebook and, and all his stories that he shares, shares are always so full of, of depth and, and authenticity. So I'm just so, so honored to, to have Kane here and to yeah hear how he inspires people through his story. It's amazing. So Kane is the founder of the Story Extraction Method and he runs a program, Speakers Inspire Millions. And what I want to, why I want to mention this, because it's so important that when we are sharing our stories and how he's going to introduce you to his concept of, of being and doing is through the energy. And I love that we actually, before that, we had a conversation, how energy is important and how owning our story is important. So tell us, where was that pivotal moment for you where you just knew oh, I need to own my story so that story can be an elevation and um, kind of a inspiration to other people to share their stories. Oh, wow. So this is a really, really good question. And there are so, oh, gosh, so many levels to this. Um, but the, big, the biggest noticeable shift that I saw... <clears throat> 
was when I when I went through my divorce. So that was four, just over four years ago. So we're we're on about four and a half years ago when I when I went through my separation and divorce. Now, I've been involved in in acting and the film and entertainment industry since I've been a teenager. I actually had my first stint on a stage when I was five years old, and I remember it like it was yesterday. And it, it was the driving force of of me moving towards that direction but because I got bullied so much as a as a young kid I never had the courage to actually step forward into into that world because I, I became a, a reclusive if you will I kind of kept to myself I didn't want to be bullied I I, I found it really hard to make friends and when I started getting into acting acting when you have deep deep training very good training in, in in that artistic realm you have to be super vulnerable and when I was I was sexually assaulted when I was 11 and the first time I ever brought it up was in an acting college uh, and we went through a healing process and we used utilized those emotions and those feelings in in scenes that we were actually acting in. But that was the one and only time that I actually ever brought it up. And then I kind of locked it away. And in that locking away, what I didn't do was forgive. And forgiveness, for me, there's there's five, five areas of growth. If you don't, if you have a circumstance that happens in your life and you don't cover each of these sec sectors, then you're still attached to it. Those five sectors are acknowledgement, acceptance, forgiveness. That's the hardest one. Healing and releasing. And you can't miss a step because you're still attached. You have to release all all of these steps, you have to begin in the acknowledgement, the acceptance. You've got to be able to forgive yourself, the other. So on this beautiful coaching journey, when I was going through my divorce, I actually got through a place of release at nine months after the separation, extremely fast. And there was a reason for that. The reason for that was because I was really determined i was i was actually seeing a psychologist and a counselor right <laughs> and they kept telling me you're just going to take your time i said bullshit <laughs> how do i fast track grief and they were like you can't and i said i don't believe you there must be a way there has to be a way there has i got two kids they're like three and six and i have to get my shit together so i can be a leader in their life so I can show them that in great adversity, that there's always a positive. And I've got to be able to get through the emotional side of things to get to the other side to demonstrate this is what we get to do. So I put in place, I was listening to the greatest speakers around the world, scientists, neuroscience. I was going quantum physics, epigenetics understanding how the body and the mind works together with memories and emotions and from events and how to shift the perspective. And when I got to that place, now it was quite a turbulent. So, so when I say separation, um, just so the, the audience can understand that, yeah, separation, there's, there's divorce, there's separation, there's a breakup of a relationship. So for the first three months of that relationship, I had the understanding that she needed time. She said she needed to sort her own head out. But at a three-month mark, a friend of ours, which was her boss, um, left his wife. And then about three, three weeks after that, it all came out that they were actually having a relationship together. And it became a very public affair. So, and when I say public, I mean there, there was... Our kids went to school together, so there were there was people with all types of opinions of who did this and who 
who liked this and whose side should we be on? And it was quite confronting. And when I got to that nine month mark, I was sitting at a cafe with my ex-wife and we were talking about the kids. We were just sorting out some kid stuff, co-parenting as you will. And she said to me, you know, I can't help but think that if your parents hadn't moved up here, we'd still be together. And I was like thinking to myself, that's a really, that's a really bizarre statement. <laughs> but what I noticed was I didn't get triggered. I didn't get triggered. And I, and I even went home from that conversation. What I actually felt was I actually felt sad for her that she came out with a statement like that. But what I analyzed in my own self was that all the work that I'd been doing and I was focused every day. I was working on my strength. I was working on my mind strength. I was having cold showers. I was doing, doing my talking in the mirror. I was on a mission to shift my perspective and it was at that moment there that I was like, wow, it worked. I didn't think it was going to work, but it worked. Holy shit. <laughs> Indeed, holy shit. And I can so resonate um, with you, what you're saying. And I'm just like, I, uh, this is the work that we got to do and to show our little humans how conscious we are about our emotions and everything that is happening in our lives because for some time or even like for my for my I've been married to my ex-husband for 20 years and um, there was no emotions yeah that was screaming and yelling but that was like so unemotional even that part was no there was no right rage or anger it was just like ah I'm getting upset and I'm gonna like you know um but there was really like you said like going through a grief I needed to show my girls that it is okay to cry it is okay to just say I fucked this up and I'm owning this or the part that you said like forgiving it's not about forgiving the other person but really like for me and I want to go deep into this Forgiving myself that I didn't said no earlier in our marriage or I tolerated what, you know, it, I always felt it's my fault. I, I needed to take responsibility. Why did you stay in this marriage for 20 years if you didn't feel happy or whatever? And it was like, oh, because of the kids. That's such a bullshit. You wanted this. You had a benefit. And just like, owning that and taking responsibility and forgiving myself for that acknowledging that this is my I did this I said yes I opted into that story that is a safe place for me to be in this marriage for so many years even if I didn't felt good I didn't felt appreciated I didn't felt supported but I said yes no one forced me to be in that marriage right it's a little bit different than your story but for me acknowledging that this was me. It's not his fault. It's me taking responsibility. And at the end, really forgiving myself and saying, yeah, this was the lesson that took me 20 plus years to actually go through. And if that's, that was the lesson that needed 20 years, I'm up for it. Because it, it taught me so much about my life and about me. And what you said, acceptance, accepting the fact that I that I was there and it, it was the journey that I needed to go through um so I want to ask you like when you work through forgiveness was that forgiveness obviously forgiving her for what she did because it was probably like a big um shock and what is happening now after three months like she's seeing someone else like well you know I, I can't even imagine how that looked like but where did the part of forgiving yourself for everything, um, was that even something that you needed to work through? And then the healing process. I want to know, like, what, what did the healing process uh, entail? What, what involved your healing journey to grow? 
Okay, that's all really amazing questions. And first, uh, I, I never, I never liked the word grief. I hated it, actually. I think it's such a dirty, dirty word. So I came up with an acronym, and I think it's really important to share with your listeners what the... Yes, I've got my son here. <laughs> my seven-year-old. Grief, really. Graciously reclaiming inner self earns freedom. Mm. Say that again. Graciously reclaiming inner self earns freedom. That's so beautiful. So beautiful. How did you come up with that? I came up with that because I went through that journey. And when I went through it, I realized that it is a journey that is all inner. It has nothing to do with anyone else. And you know the funny thing about anyone that's grieving? People kind of treat you like you've got a, a disease. <laughs> they don't know how to treat you. They don't know how to, they, they're not sure if they should call you or when they call you, they don't know really know what to say. And when you are going through grief, all you really want to do is just talk about anything and just release, right? You just want to get things out. And one of the most fundamental aspects to this, and a lot of us forget that our, our mouth, and this is why speaking is so powerful, our mouth is the exit pathway of release. And this is why children don't hide their emotions because they get loud, right? When they're angry, they're gonna say they're angry <laughs> because they're releasing it. They're and then not we, we adults say to them, don't be loud. <laughs> right. And as we get become adults into our 40s, especially, we go, oh, holding our emotions is actually really bad. So our, what I did, that, he, that part of that healing journey, I actually earmarked three people. Three people that I felt very, very safe with. Because with the psychologist and the counsellor, when they said that there was, there's no way that fast track grief, I, I stopped and I went, well, I don't believe you. Bullshit, I'll find out. <laughs> but I earmarked. I knew I still needed support. And I called these three people individually and I told them my circumstance and I said, look, uh, I need your support. I need you to be there for me whenever I need it and allow me to say whatever it is that's on my mind and just listen. And all three of them would be there at different points and they all agreed. And I had some of the most amazing conversations even though for so much of it I was just allowing myself to talk like a circumstance would happen some sort of events in that breakout would happen and I, I would call them and I would be anxious and and angry and 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 sad all at the same time and I would just have to go blah, 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 blah. but without that support you have that danger of actually going inward which you can get into a depressive state and that becomes a whirlwind. And if you get into a whirlwind in a depressive state, you tend to go downwards, you spiral downwards. So the, the, the best place to, to place ourselves is actually in a place of speaking because it's the speaking that is our release. Even when we're crying, how do we cry when we're sobbing? We're allowing it to come out of our mouth. We're allowing the sounds to fill the room because we need to, to get out of us. We're allowing that energy to flow. So that was one of the most pivotal points in that journey. And 
the things that I was doing was just, so this is a really interesting, this is awesome, right? This is awesome. <clears throat> I had a, I've got a big 28 inch uh, Mac computer, right? A big 28 inch screen. And it was in the lounge area. So where everyone would walk past, right? So, and I had the the photos on on recurring slides. So you would constantly get a new image every couple of minutes, right? So you would walk past and there'd be a different photo. So it was like a, a, a digital photo frame, right? Big digital photo frame. It was amazing in that respect. And the kids loved it because they would just see, for, oh, is that me? Or was that California? <laughs> but when we went through the separation, Obviously, I'd spent almost 20 years with this person and 20 years of my life of 20 years of photos was associated with her. A friend of mine who was a counsellor was like, man, you should really stop, like, get rid of all those photos. And I was like, hmm, yeah, interesting. Maybe I should. And when I went to go and sit down and do that, another wave came over me. And that was my children. And I was like, what kind of person am I to hide the notion of who their mother is? At the end of the day, I had an amazing life. I had, an, had a great relationship. Yeah, there was some ups and downs, but that's, that's life. That's relationships. You work through things. Yes, it got to a point where it ended but souls expand at different places and we have to also encourage the growth in ourselves and if that takes a new direction for someone to go god gave us free will in any way you want to look at it no one is bound as a slave to another there is always the choice and sometimes that choice has to resonate with your own soul because in a relationship, in a marriage, when you have children, it's all about negotiation. And sometimes we can negotiate too much of us where we lose sight of what our soul actually is. And we get too much into the head and we quantifying everything in the head and all the decisions are in the head rather than from the heart of what it is that we need. Remember, the soul is there to let us know what we need, and the head is designed to figure out what we want. There's a big difference. So that there was one of the most pivotal examples of me forcing myself and I'll say forcing because it took a lot of power and energy to shift the perspective on the emotion of the memory. Because there, when you look at photos, it's like, yeah, there is memories to that. Huh, the relationship, it's not there anymore. Oh, shit, what she did to me. Oh, but that's just a story that you make up in your own mind. That's not coming from the soul. So what is, this, what is the soul? The soul is love. What are we as human beings when we enter this world? We come into this world in a place of joy and love. That's why children have vast amounts of energy because they are living constantly in a state of joy and love. Our ability as humans, as adults, to be able to tap back in to the fountain of youth, which is joy, because joy is a free energy that it resonates at, what was it, 540 on the Hawkins scale? And shame is 20 hertz compared to 540s. You get to decide where, what frequency you want to live in. And changing our perspective on our memories is the quintessential part of growth from grief. Because if you leave, if you leave your emotions connected to that memory 
for too long, your body then becomes used to it and that becomes the habit. So your body will then look for, no, I, I meant to feel sad. Find me something to make me feel sad rather than getting the body to redesign itself into automatically thinking, I need to be happy. Can you find me something to make me happy? So there's one little one little point I just want to add to this on that whole healing journey. So when we talk about healing journey, I actually did a gut health program. And it was also Mark, um, um, market, uh, what do you call it? My, oh God, my son coming back. <laughs> Rafferty, do you want to say hello? Say hello. Go on, say hello. Say hi. Hi. <laughs> Hello, you beautiful soul. <laughs> he is a beautiful soul. <laughs> he was in my, I did a video yesterday uh, just before we went to school and uh, he was my co-host in it, weren't you? <laughs> Daddy's little helper, so cool. <laughs> so one of, the, one of the, the whole setup of that gut health regime that I was doing was what I understood was we create our own chemicals in our body. Serotonin and dopamine are two of the most powerful happy hormones that we can create. Well, both of those are made mostly in the stomach and the intestines. So I was like, I got fired, not fired, the company I worked for. So two weeks after I found out that they were in a relationship, I, I initially took my kids away for a week, worked with work, spoke to work, my bosses at work. I was, a, I was the general manager there, and I was like, I have to have a break for a few days, just sort my head out and take my kids away. And then when I came back, the whole place was locked up. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's interesting. There's men in suits inside. What's going on? The whole place was shut down. They'd gone into receivership. And everyone lost their jobs. And I called a friend of mine who was doing this gut health program. I was like, hey, what do you do for work? Because it looks really interesting. I need a job <laughs> selling this gut health program. So I actually went, well, if I'm going to sell it, I need to know what it is. And I went and did this 51 days in this gut health program to restore my gut health, which enabled me to lift my energy and I felt myself a lot, e when I went down emotionally, I found it a lot easier to get back up again just because of the health, paramount, paramount for our bodies to, to electronically communicate to itself inside and fire on all cylinders. So when we do go down, we can get back up really quickly. It's like, a, it's like an athlete. An athlete has to really take care of themselves after a big event so they can get back up really quickly so they can continue their training. We're exactly the same with emotions. We can't deny the emotion. We have to allow the emotion. But we also can allow it to be short, a short moment rather than a long moment because we have the energy the energy to be able to rise up again. So that was really one of, the, again, another pivotal moment before I had a massive crash in, um, in April. It was like the April fest. It was gigantic. I had everything, almost every, every single day, there was an event that was just smacking me in the face, smacking me in the face. It was so intense and I felt myself falling down and the actor in me, the inquisitive, the curiosity in me, when I feel like I'm crumbling. This was about the seventh month mark and I could feel myself crumbling and falling apart. There was too much pressure on me. And I went, you know what? Fuck it. I don't know if you can swear on here, but we just did. <laughs> I said, I'm going to allow myself to crash. I've been so strong for so long. I'm going to see where this crash is going to go. So I did. I went and got a bottle of wine, allowed myself to have a few drinks, 
took my kids on a camping trip and just spent time with them, allowed myself to feel it. And on that camping trip, it was the first time that actually it, it dropped in on me that I had to do this alone. That's the realisation. I was like, wow, I'm alone now. In the adult sphere, you know, no partner. I have to do this with the kids by myself. And that was a big realisation too. So everything was happening for reasons. Wow. <laughs> I, I'm just blown away that our stories are so similar. Um, I did actually, how did it came? I think two months after separation, I started um, a whole body program, which is a we as coaches, we do a lot around our mindset and, you know, I also been in sports for, as, as a little kid. I was a professional dancer and I was a runner. So I always took care of my mind and my body in that term, like, you know, physically and mentally. But then there was this aspect of emotional and spiritual well-being that was missing. And what you were saying, like the holistic approach to your well-being needs to be um addressed if if one part is missing from your well-being the whole system will collapse and i was missing that emotional grit um and when i when i went to the program i was like oh so we're gonna do a lot of like this fitness training and you know we're gonna like i love this stuff i i always try to take care of my body because my body is the vessel for anything for my soul to experience the divine purpose and everything. What I realized after I finished that program that it gave me so much more than just the physical and the mental perspective, but more so, yeah, of course, the spiritual, um, but emotional was like, it was such an important aspect of it how to navigate what you said, how to navigate through emotions faster and how to even acknowledge the, that you are in a low place. Um, not saying how oh, I'm, I, I just, I don't want to be sad. I'm just going to avoid it because that was me. Like, Oh, I feel sad. Oh, I'm going to go and, you know, maybe eating, maybe dancing or maybe doing whatever to avoid it and not to sit in that and really accept what is coming through me because I know that, the way out is going through, right? You have to allow the emotion to, to go through you. And then what you, what, what you also mentioned um, so beautifully, if you know how to navigate through these emotions, there will be a point where that navigation will be so much faster. If you avoid it, it doesn't mean that you acknowledge it and you, and you actually um, deal with that. You have to go through it. And more you go through it, the faster the process will be. Um, and some people think, oh, you're so positive. How come you're always so positive? It's not about being all the time positive. It is about how do you actually, and I don't want to label negative or positive emotions. It's just, they're just emotions. They're not bad or good. They're not right or wrong. They just are. But that low vibration, um, you have to acknowledge that in your life as well to appreciate the high vibration and the high frequency because there is like, here's the, the I, I, if you haven't heard Kane, what he said, there is no just high state. There is also a low state. But when you know how to navigate through the low state, you can get through the, to the high state and preserve that high state much, much faster and much, 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 with much more um, less effort. And I think that is such a key, key, key thing that you, that you said. And then I want to go back where you said also when she said, you know, we would be together if your parents wouldn't move here and you didn't get triggered. This is so good because when you, you know, we want to have the proof and we want to have the certainty that our work really works. <laughs> and when you get to a point, um, there is no... There is no, and like, I did a lot of like, I needed to do a lot of energy clearing around my ex-husband because he would trigger me with, with, he was just mean, you know, 
But again, it was me who was taking on his energy and I needed to do all sorts of cutting the cord and all these like things, um, like really energy healing. And at one point I just sat in the kitchen and I was listening to him. And as you said, I felt, wow, wow. I really feel like so not sorry, but I'm just so sad that this is actually coming from his mouth. I feel like now my responsibility is to send him love and light and to send him all the healing towards him because I feel I healed and nothing triggers me anymore. And that was like, this works. <laughs> it really, really works. And it was such a, yeah, pure energy that came. And it's um, our responsibilities to heal ourselves, to grow into these beautiful humans that we are. So we can actually make a ripple effect on the people that need that. And it can be also the person who, who hurted you and it can be also the person who allowed you to go through that healing. Um, so I just wanted to say that. And then the 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 three people, I, I think <laughs> so so I want to give a shout out to my three besties who supported me on my journey. And I know that they're listening. So I just want to send love to their way, to Zaza, to Janine, and to my friend Anna, who have been supporting me, as you said, like really in the okay. You want to cry, you can cry. <laughs> you want to talk out, you want to scream. Like they were there for me as well. So I think the message here is find the people who will be there for you um, no matter what, who will, you know, drink with you, who will dance with you, who will scream with you, cry with you. Um, but at the end of the day, it's you who need to take responsibility for, for these emotions. And yeah, it is. Fuck it. We do this alone. And we are so much stronger because we also know that there are people who will always lift us up. Um, so, it's so, so beautiful. And can I just say, I mean, you, you asked me an interesting question before. I haven't even got there yet um, <clears throat> to the answer to it. But. There's one thing that I did in that very beginning journey and that was when I found out that they'd had been having a relationship, I wanted a meeting with her straight away. I said, we need to have a conversation. It took three weeks for her to actually have a conversation with me face to face. And it was in that conversation where I said I wanted three things. I want you to be happy because if you're happy, my kids will be happy. So I don't care what you need to do. Go and do whatever you need to do. Just make sure you're happy. I said, I want honesty. We're going to raise two kids in two separate households. Then there needs to be truth. And I want understanding that we can work together <coughs> as co-parents and guide the kids for what they want and desire. If they want to spend more time with you, they spend more time with you. If they want to spend more time with me, they spend more time with me. That's all I want. And it was in that conversation, <clears throat> it was in that conversation that I allowed myself to give her the power, to give her a blessing. I don't want anything else. I just want peace, happiness. Because the kids are the most important aspect. I said, I'll deal with my shit and you can deal with your shit. But we don't need to bring our shit involved into what it is that the children need to see because it's unnecessary. That's just being selfish. Ah, so beautiful. Um, yeah, being a co-parent, is it is all about that. I think we learned now to communicate uh, better. For us was that we lacked communication. But now, like, I never imagined when we were going through, like, will we ever be friends? Because that would, I believe that that was requirement for us to be 
parents that we need to be for our kids to communicate and to have that foundation. We are adults who can have a adult conversation without screaming and without like, you know, um, yeah. So I think you require that it is a requirement do whatever you need to do to be happy so your kids can be happy like i think that is so important and having that honesty and truth in in anything that it is um it doesn't mean that if intimate part or romantic part didn't work out that like actually the parenting part uh, can be a really really good thing i believe that you know it 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 it, it gets to a point where for us now is like wow it's really fun to raise our kids separately because we both are bringing our best self into their experience um and i think it's just another level of mastery that we need to to come to um and i never believe that we will get to that place but it but it did happen through you know constant me working on myself and me bringing my best self into that relationship uh, as a friend and as a co-parent. Um, so I, rather for, for, for him to trying to change him, which I did wanted to like for 20 years, I wanted him to change and I, and I wanted to be a coach instead of a, a partner. Now, instead of like changing him and wanting him to be a better person, I show up as a better person and he follows which is so, so beautiful. And that's what we do is in that realm, like anyone that's in, a, in the realm of speaking, in the realm of uh, consulting, in the realm of coaching, anyone in these areas, at the end of the day, you're a leader. You're a leader and you need to step into that state of leadership. Leadership is a state. It is, and speaking, the same. If you're going to be a speaker, you have to be in a state of leadership because you're not just speaking because you're just talking shit. You're speaking because something is important to say and you have to sit in the essence of knowing that this is your love that you get to share. If you're, if you're thinking that speaking is about sharing the, the, the wisdom of your mind or the knowledge of your mind, it's not. It's about sharing the aspect of the energy of your soul to get your message across because you have to embody it. Without the embodying of what it is that you're actually stepping into, whenever you speak, people are, they're gonna feel disconnected. If you're disconnected from the emotional side of you, disconnected from the heart side of you, disconnected from the soul's part of you, when you're trying to express yourself about an idea, a concept, a, a theory, then people aren't going to be connected to you because the only way that we connect to other humans is emotionally. Yes, and yes. The- wow, so good. <laughs> I, I, yeah, and it, it, it shows, you know, I think that you, right now, what you said, embodying what you want to step into, you are such an embodied version of what you're saying. People can feel it. And, and that is the whole uh, aspect of, of, of anything, any business that you're doing. You have to be it. It's not about you doing the speaking, you doing the coaching, you doing, but being that, being that leader, being that inspiration. Um, so, so I just, embodied version of you is coming through. People who are listening, I think that they can feel it. So it's like not even like seeing you. I, I think it's just the feeling, wow, he really walks the talk. He is that version um, that he's saying he is. And, and, you know, sometimes I feel that some coaches just <laughs> just think that, oh, I did all this stuff. You know, we, we've been in this industry and, and it's like, oh, I did this and that and this. Any achievement that you did have yeah i'm just gonna say it they don't people don't give a fuck about the titles and achievements and anything if you are not that person and you're not showing up as that person you know my clients don't even ask me do you have a master's in business or what certifications they don't care about that because i show up as they want to show up themselves as well 
So none of these things matter. So I just love what you said. And um, <laughs> I, I know that we could like talk for hours and I feel like, wow, like why did we wait for three years to, to actually have this conversation? I knew that it was going to be amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so, so beautiful. But I really want to honor your time. Um, and I know that you want to spend time with your kiddos. And I want to ask a question that I ask all my guests. And I know that you went through some, but really what was that moment in your life or in your business where you felt shit scared, you did it anyway. And now you look back and you say, wow, I'm so glad that I did it. It's a great question because I've been confronted with the fear barrier so many times in the last couple of years and all mostly around coaching and mostly around building the business and, and a relationship as well. So there are so many levels of fear that come into the equation that I've been confronted with in, in the last three years. The, the just give me a, give me a, a notification. How quickly do you want to round this off? I'll, I'll wrap it up in a couple of minutes. I, I, I will give you three minutes. <laughs> three minutes. Here we go. Okay. Just kidding. So take the time. Yeah, take your time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't rush the process. I know that you want to fast track this, but take your time. <laughs> well, I told you about the sexual assault, right? Now, that was almost three years ago. I was standing in my kitchen listening to Les Brown and Les Brown said, if you have resentment towards someone, it's like drinking poison and hoping the other person dies. And I walked to my fridge and I'm opening the door and I've heard it so many times, right? I've heard Les Brown so many times, but then it just hit me looking inside my fridge and I went, oh my God, I never forgave the person involved with that sexual assault, holy shit, I haven't forgiven myself. And I started bawling my eyes out. And I started crying and within over the next four, five, six weeks, I've spoken in a couple of Facebook groups about the experience of what it takes for a male to actually uh, be vulnerable and come to the light with with in regards to a sexual assault because it, from a male perspective it, it, it's extraordinarily tough because there's so much ego involved right and so much pride associated to the to the natural form of the masculine that, that they have to fight through to go this happened and i need to get over it right that was one of the biggest shifts to actually bringing in another woman into my life that I had to release, right? So it was a beautiful and beautiful scenario of growth in 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 my own releasing as I was going through this beautiful journey of coaching, right? The biggest, toughest one for me was actually getting out of my own way. I was hesitant in believing that I had so much to offer that I would hold myself back from actually doing like a masterclass or a presentation because I still didn't have that full belief inside me. I could speak to people one-on-one, -on -one, but in a group scenario, and I've done it many a times all my life. I've run workshops and masters. I've ran classes, everything. But coming to coaching, I, 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 I was still fighting this self-belief aspect, this courage, this courageousness to present myself as the leader in this area. And it wasn't until I got a coach, another coach, and I've constantly had coaches, but this one specific coach, and he just kicked my ass. <laughs> and... In, in picking my ass, he, he reminded me of how much magic that I did contain inside my own heart and in my, inside my own soul and inside my own experience. And 
I started running masterclasses. And within weeks, I was doing multiple five figures. All because someone gave me some belief in me. And I think that was one of the biggest turning points because people can say that they believe in but words are cheap. Words are powerful, but only when they're connected with an emotion. When they're not connected with emotion, words are cheap. And we know the difference between something that is false and something that is real. And we feel it in our hearts. And when someone expresses their, their sole belief in another, it creates a safety. It creates a safe place for someone to grow without fear of judgment. And they can take that big step, that leap forward. And that was the leap that I needed the kick up the arse, the big spotlight to be shine, shone onto my soul to get me to the next level because I was too busy doing one-on-ones, thinking that that's where I'll get my transformations. But I was actually holding myself back from doing group programs where I get bigger transformations that I never expected. And I was like, why have, been, why have I been holding myself back from that? only because I was missing that last little bit of self-belief after a divorce where I had to rebuild everything, shift my life, forget about the acting, forget about the film. I went, no, this is where I need to be. There are too many people stuck in certain areas of grief and pain that hold it on, hold on to it for years, and it's unnecessary. So that was one of the biggest turning points in my in my business was that. And it took great, it took me two weeks. I actually had an argument in my lounge room with myself out loud going, why can't I do this? What am I, what is wrong? What is wrong? What, why am I so scared? When I proved the evidence in my life over and over and over again that I'm fearless in so many ways. I even pissed off the most powerful man in Hollywood in a conversation. <laughs> wow. I, I'm blown away, like, how similar our stories are. Um, it, it, uh, for me, it was the same, um, but from the aspect of just um, um, tapping into my sexuality and truly who I am, like it, it has to, which I didn't even know because most of uh, my childhood traumas, I kind of, and that was the case with my, my, with my marriage as well. I just didn't want to feel anything and I shut down the parts that were too traumatic to, and then I, I went through hypnotherapy and uh, a really extensive, intensive, extensive, extensive um, coaching, uh, NLP coaching where I dis discovered or, or came, came into with the peace that I was abused as a kid and which I, I subconsciously kind of shut down um, and it helped me to yeah, I, I just, after that, I realized that I'm bisexual and that that is completely okay and that that I also love women and that's where my freedom is and that's where my truth is. Um, and that allowed me to to fall in love with myself and, and, and be loved by me, which, which manifested in bringing like, love into my life um and I think 
it is that part of of our lives that we that one part that was like so big little but so big that allows you that emotional freedom um and i want to mention the book that that pop out when you were saying about the 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 mask of of masculinity and how men like are really um the the book that uh i read recently again it's a battle cry by jason wilson um and he spoke about it on at my let podcast and i was like wow and there's a video of him like really going viral where, where a kid is is crying and he acknowledges the kid um a boy to cry and to not be afraid of of tears because it's like yo boys don't cry you know and this is what society teaches us but it's okay to for men to to be vulnerable and i just want to honor you for 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 being such a leader in that area um so yeah the book is is fantastic and it really talks about how men crying is a way of healing and he talks about how toxicity goes out of our bodies when we allow ourselves to cry we women know how to deal with that um well more or less um but men like i really want to honor all the men who are really authentic and honoring their emotions it's so so important because as much as we we need women to tap into their femininity and to be like feminine and creative and grounded and and in flow we also want men to be in their masculine but also emotionally available so i love everything about this conversation um and if people feel like yeah i want to connect with with kane and his beautiful soul um yeah i want to ask you what where what's the best place for people to connect with you and to just find out more about you so you can connect with me on facebook um so obviously i've had to redesign everything <laughs> due to some some compromises there so i'm i'm now back on facebook um my name kane sorota novak uh i'm the only one in the world so you can't miss me <laughs> <laughs> my business page is Kane Sabrata Novak Speakers Inspire Millions. I'm also in the Infinity Wellness Group. So I'm in there with a bunch of other incredible coaches, beautiful healing souls, transformational coaches, energetics. They are a powerful bunch of um, human beings that and I'm very grateful to be aligned with so the infinite uh, infinity wellness group um and linkedin is still operational instagram it's a maybe at the moment i'm still trying to get my other account back so let's just focus on facebook and uh the infinity wellness group and linkedin and you can get me there and i would love to speak to anyone that would like to reach out to really empower their own voice beautiful we're gonna put all the the links into into the show notes you guys know where to find that um say hi kane in the messenger he's always happy to say hi back and in terms of of what is coming up for you what is exciting in your business tell us about the projects that you're working on and people who are like already a yes i want to see how he works how he inspires people to be powerful leaders um tell us about that so i've got an event coming up i'll be doing a few uh presentations and workshops and master classes uh which is all just giving details about the program itself so the program is speakers inspire millions uh it is incorporated with um the story extraction method which is such a beautiful deep process that i have just fallen in love with as as a soul realignment method in the most transformational way you can imagine it's it's such a fast track to empowerment and i never expected it until i saw people going through it and telling me their experiences so i'm running this program um for the rest of the year 
what I am planning on doing, I've been asked multiple times now if I can actually teach the story extraction method for other coaches to be able to use it in their practice, to be able to use it with their clients because it is such uh, an in-depth way of getting into the minds of, uh, of people's stories, to understand their journeys, to really understand what the internal dialogue is actually going on. So I'm planning on taking some time off early next year and developing a coaching program to teach practitioners to be able to excel in the story extraction method. And that's just one part of, of allowing people to be strong leaders in their voice, strong leaders in their content, because our story is still part of our writing. Our story is still part of it's everything. It's once we open every door in our corridor of life, we allow the the energy to flow, flow freely without the fear that there's something behind a door that we haven't opened because we're scared that something is there. But there never is. It's just thought. And when we come to that epiphany that our own energy is only restricted by our own mind, we come to a place of such empowerment and creation that we step into a much powerful, empowered body that's connected and aligned to our soul. And that's the journey. That's what I'm excited about. That's what this program does. That's Yes, it might be speaking. Yes, it might be telling your story. Yes, it might be writing content. Yes, it might be getting clients. But the sole reason for this program is for me to get people to live in their real life. So they get to shine their own leadership so they can lead people out of their darkness. That's the real reason. Oh, I can feel that. Ah, so beautiful. Wow. <laughs> Thank you so much, Kane. This this is incredible. And I know that if this is soul aligned with people and they're saying yes to this, um, yeah, we're gonna put the events in the show notes and when this pub podcast gets out and I strongly strongly I hope that people will say yes to themselves to say yes to their truth and to say yes to living life um, of freedom because truth and, and honesty and living aligned with with who you are that's the ultimate freedom Wow. Yes. Yes to everything. I love it. Um, was there anything that uh, we didn't cover that you were like, D, like, put me on the, on, in the game. Like, come on. <laughs> that was pretty good. I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I think we covered um, some interesting areas. There are so many other facts. You're going to have to just bring me back at some stage and we'll go <laughs> a little deeper on something else. Um, but, you know, all in all, the program is is there for people to be able to, you know, be powerful speakers in their presentations at the end of the day and powerful content creators all based on their own story that is aligned with their ideal client that makes them emotionally connected, mm. which is how people buy from other people because they're connected. When we show our truth, when we show our vulnerability and authenticity and our leadership skills, to be able to live the life that is necessary to move forward. That is when we actually get clients that need us. Yeah, for, for sure. I am a strong believer. And people, if you felt emotionally connected with, with Kane, uh, please say yes, because we need more people who, who share their stories and make impact here we call them ripple makers and we need more ripple makers um yeah. to shine the light <laughs> right to shine the light and to to positively impact the humanity um so yeah i'm gonna leave it with that thank you so much kane um yeah i'm, I'm excited for you to come back and you know and to have even better like maybe even deeper conversation but this was this was awesome thank you it's my pleasure. It's so beautiful to have a conversation with you and really get a little bit more understanding about each other. So 
there's things about you that I'd still love to know a lot more. And it's just, you're such a beautiful soul. So thank you so much for allowing me to share and just be in your space. It's just wonderful. Yeah, vice versa. Same, same, same. <laughs> okay, you guys have fun and don't forget to be awesome. Speak soon. Ciao. Ciao. My fearless soul. Thank you so much for tuning in and taking the time to listen to this episode. I appreciate you and I am so excited to hear from you. If you haven't yet, please go to kite.link slash forward insider and leave a review. Extra points if you screenshot this episode and post it on your IG stories and tag me at Diana Logoli and tell me what's your big takeaway. With that being said, I'm sending you a daily dose of D. I love you and I'm so, so grateful for you. Till infinity. Mwah.